Hi, everyone. Welcome to New Day Vitality Podcast. Today, we have the, the pleasure of having Dr. Castro, board-certified ER doctor and owner and founder of Highbrow Beauty, on with us today to talk about the coronavirus and uh, spread some insight in reference to um, the knowledge um, that we're all seeking right now with everything that's going on. So welcome, Dr. Castro. Hello, everybody. How is everyone doing? Colette, hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being on today. I I can only imagine that the abundancy of what you will share with us is going to be so helpful for so many. Sure. I'm here to answer any questions, any concerns, any any knowledge that I can provide. Um, I'm Thank here. Thank you so much. And, and can you just tell the audience a little yourself. I, I know I had mentioned, um, you know, that you're a uh, board certified uh, ER doctor, as well as the owner of Highbrow Beauty. Anything else you want to share? So um, I've been an ER doctor, board certified, board certified ER physician for 10 years now. And about eight years ago or so, I opened up a medical spa in Mamaronic, which you mentioned, Highbrow and Beauty Cosmetic Services. Um, but I do split my time pretty evenly between the office and working clinically in the hospital. So um, after Cuomo um, mandated to have non-essential businesses close, you know, basically I had to close my office and I've been pretty much dedicating almost 100% of my time to the ER, which it's been needed as, you know, with this yeah. pandemic, we've been, you know, overrun in the hospital. It's been busy pretty much, you know, everywhere you go, every hospital has been full with patients mm-hmm. who are unfortunately, you know, sick with the COVID-19. Yeah. And tell the listeners a little bit about what this virus looks like. I mean, it's one thing that we hear it, you know, um, on the news and we read it in social media posts, but it's nice to hear it directly from a doctor who, who's, you know, witnessing this firsthand. What does this virus look like? What is this virus like? Well, I think what's been scary for everybody and, and, you know, everyone hears it on social media and in the news, like you mentioned, is that the virus can present very differently on different people, you know, so young people um, can basically have something that may resemble like a flu, you know, maybe like a little cough, runny nose, maybe a little fever for a day. And within a few days, maybe a week, they're back Mm -hmm. to normal. But then everybody who uh, people that get affected who are older, you know, maybe they're in their 40s, maybe they're in their 50s, 60s, 70s, every decade that they're older, unfortunately, the virus can be can be more um, invasive, it can be more, um, just more Mm -hmm. virulent, make them more sick. So what was just a little cough, a runny nose on a 20 year old, maybe like a full blown pneumonia on a 45 Mm -hmm. year old, or it could be almost, you know, detrimental to somebody who has, let's say cancer, who has asthma, and, you know, they end up in, you know, on a ventilator for several weeks. So it and I think that's the scary part. Sure. And people are on asymptomatic also for, you know, even up to two weeks. So I think that's, that's what's scary. You know, you don't really know who has yeah. it because it can present so atypical. Yeah. But for people who have experienced symptoms, the more common symptoms are, you know, a dry cough, some chest tightness, fever, body aches, you know, it, it feels like a flu. Those are the more common symptoms. Okay. 
Um, so that's kind of what people are, are looking to see if they have that, that that's usually the typical presentation. Yeah. And uh, what if like uh, someone, let's say, you know, does have it and they test positive and they live in a home, you know, let's say, uh, you know, with a significant other or children, what are some ways I know quarantining away if possible, what are some ways that um, they can sort of protect the rest of their family if, if they are testing positive? So if you are, um, you know, if you do test positive with COVID or you, you're suspicious that you may have it, it is important the healthy family members. But the Department of Health and the CDC is recommending you think you've come down with COVID-19, you got to isolate yourself at home. So you would have to try your best to stay in a room by yourself. If you come downstairs, minimize the amount of equipment you touch, any doorknobs, any, you know, the faucets, the refrigerator, all those things need to be wiped down because the virus okay. can live under for two to three days. Um, so, um, you know, and even more so if you do live with somebody who's elderly, right, who is in their late 60s, 70s, 80s, you have to even be more cautious or really minimize your contact with those family members. It's, it's, it's very hard. I mean, you can imagine, right, to mm -hmm. try to stay in a room and try to come down for food or somebody drop food. It, it's hard. But I think until you feel better or the symptoms are beginning to improve, it's really important to kind of keep that distance and, and stay quarantined. Mm -hmm. which yeah, you know? of course. And what about someone who, uh, you know, let's say doesn't have any symptoms, but is concerned about like precautionary measures, what they can do to protect themselves from getting the virus? Um, anything that you want to maybe share of things that, you know, people can do and we know the, the stay at home and minimizing the contact with others, um, but, but what else can you share with the listeners? So, um, I mean, the, the things that you mentioned mm -hmm. are key, you know, definitely the quarantine can help phase people out. Right. So if you do develop symptoms where you're home, um, but the mask wearing, right. So that was definitely a good implementation, right. So if you're going to go to the grocery store or to the gas station or, you know, there's an errand you have to run that you absolutely have to do. Maybe you have to drop something off at the post office. That's important medicine for somebody, whatever the case may be. Definitely wearing a mask, definitely wearing gloves that you're going to get rid of. And the mask, if you wear it, and if it's washable, wash it okay. right away. Um, this will prevent you from, one, touching your face, and two, it protects your mucous membranes, right? Your nose, your mouth. And if you can cover your eyes as well, covers those mucous membranes as well okay. by protecting those are the entry points, right? So by protecting mm -hmm. your eyes, your nose and your mouth, you're going to prevent the infection. So, the, you know, you'll see people walking around with masks, which I think until we know that this virus is hopefully, you know, start the numbers start I think protecting, protecting your gloves, minimize your contact with others, minimize going to places that are unnecessary, and then stay in quarantine, you know, those are, those are the key, the key main things that anyone can do. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And what about even with like the, the, when, when, you know, a patients come in, they do um, test positive and they have the virus, how long does it take? I know it probably varies, but I think this is a big question that a lot of people are asking. How long does it take for them to kind of work through the symptoms and recover and then, let's say if they're quarantining at home with a family, be able to say, okay, I don't have to 
you know, stay in the room upstairs or separate myself any longer? Is there a time frame at all? I mean, I know that a lot of these questions are still hard to answer, but is there a time frame that maybe you would suggest? So I would say about two weeks. Okay. I would say the minimum would be two weeks. So there's, there's no exact, um, you know, there's no exact number of days or weeks that really is a hundred percent sure about. I mean, the CDC hasn't really said anything, anything to us, even for physicians who may be sick, they told us, okay, well, if you are better in about a week, you can return to work and wear your gear Mm -hmm. as long as you're not symptomatic. So if you're not symptomatic, they're assuming that you're not shedding as much virus, you're not as contagious. But if you're home, um, you know, kind of same scenario, I would say if you want to prevent the infection, right, to anybody in your household, I would say at least two weeks of no symptoms, right, or your symptoms are minimal okay. coming into contact, but still also limiting, you know, I guess, try to keep that distance, still try to wipe down surfaces, because at this point, after two weeks, if you're not symptomatic, you're assuming that the viral load is less, that you're not as contagious, and you can hopefully try to start introducing others. But, you know, it's, there's no exact time as of yet, you know, Mm -hmm. I would say two weeks is, is the minimum. And if you're still having a cough, if certain symptoms are lingering, then you still got to continue to space yourself out. So even give it another week until the cough is completely gone or continue to wear a mask around your significant others, because the cough, the droplets, it's what's contagious, right? Mm. So if you're coughing or talking, there are small particles that are flying across and landing on surfaces, and that's what's carrying the virus. So if you're covering your cough, then you're protecting others, right? And if your cough is gone, if you just have a headache, then it's less likely that you're as contagious. Okay, this is good to know. Uh, and, and thinking about, you know, significant others, me being a new mother and, and having a baby in the house, um, you know, uh, of what I've heard, right, is that this virus does not um, necessarily um, sicken children and um, babies as in the, in the intense level as it does with some adults and pre-existing conditions. But um, what kind of stuff have you seen or, or can you share with, uh, you know, parents and their children that are concerned with their well-being. Right. So a lot of the literature that has come out from, you know, what we're reading from cases in China and in Italy is that, yes, there are very, very minimal cases of kids who have gotten very, very sick. Um, I believe there was one death a couple of weeks ago that was that um, I think it was in Chicago. I can't remember the exact um, mm-hmm. the exact uh, state, um, but it was very unclear about you know how this child passed away. They said it was COVID, but we weren't sure if there was another co-infection or if the child was mm-hmm. sickly prior to contracting it. Um, but statistically, there have not been any children dying from this virus. They do get sick, like flu-like symptoms. It could have a fever, a cough, a runny nose. Um, on children also, it's been what I've seen myself in the ER is GI symptoms, meaning either nausea, vomiting, or not really eating. Um, so it's presenting sort of milder in kids. Um, and um, there's not been any significant number of deaths among children with, with COVID-19, which is great. Um, but, you know, it's still important for us not to bring it home. I mean, I don't I wouldn't want my kids with fevers or coughs or anything, you know, regardless. So it's still good to yeah. protect yourself, even if we know this isn't going to be detrimental for them. 
Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. And what about, um, like, I, I, I guess we can call it kind of natural vitamin remedies. I know that I've been taking a lot, a lot of vitamin C each day, but is there anything else yeah. that you would suggest that might help to kind of build our immune systems at this time? You know, I, I, I think that, you know, obviously like a healthy diet, making sure you're hydrated, you're not over caffeinated, you're not having too much wine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, you know, people taking, you know, a multivitamin, if that's something that they took prior, or if this is something that they want to take now, that's fine. I mean, it's not going to harm you in any way. Vitamin C, I think, does help. I mean, there are some ICUs out there who have added a vitamin C to help treat these very sickly patients who may be septic, um, because mm-hmm. it does help sort of in with an immune response. And it's a great antioxidant. So vitamin C does have some, you know, some good, um, you know, factors that can help with healing and prevent you from getting sick. So vitamin C is great. Some people are big believers in zinc too. Um, but you know, I mean, it's stick to the regular doses, don't overdo it and just eat healthy mm-hmm. and try to get some fresh air if you can outside, take a walk. Um, uh, but obviously, you know, be precautionary not to be talking to too many, you know, to talking to people to keep the six feet of distance and just, you know, still get out and, and try to enjoy the fresh air when you can. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Castro. I feel like even for me right now, this was so informative and it really helps to kind of lessen some of my fears surrounding a lot of the unknowns with this virus. So this was so helpful. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, Colette. Yeah, anytime. Okay. And, you know, I have my Instagram page, docdoc, doctaniac78 for any questions, um, any questions, concerns, please feel free to contact me. Um, anybody can reach out to collect, collect and contact me directly and just whatever you need. And you are amazing. You really Absolutely. are. You're amazing. Uh, in times like this, I always, you know, I know it's sort of that cliche saying, but look for the helpers and you're a helper and thank you for all that you do. Thank you. And thank you for, you know, staying in touch with, with the public and answering questions. I think it's always good to, you know, knowledge is power. So it's always good to be informed. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Castro. You be well and safe and be easy. You too, Colette. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, my friend. Bye-bye. Namaste. Bye.